Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend, Jenya, and she is going to tell us a little bit about her dance journey and being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. So Jenya, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Jenya. I was originally born and raised in Ukraine and I moved here when I was a teenager. I started dancing in high school, but in Ukraine, I was a rhythmic gymnast growing up until I moved here. So I went to college and graduated and danced at a professional company and then became a DCC. But um, right now I work for a commercial entertainment company as a production manager. And I also started my own cake business. So doing lots of things here. I love it. She does it all. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So walk us through your dance journey. You said that you started in Ukraine as a rhythmic gymnast, but kind of walk us through, you know, birth to now, what dances looked like in your life. Yes. Uh, so in Ukraine, rhythmic gymnastics is extremely popular. And I grew up with my mom being a rhythmic gymnast and my whole family, they're all athletic and they've done all kinds of sports um, growing up. So my mom put me into rhythmic gymnastics and she was actually my coach at the time. So she trained me from when I was a baby until we moved here. But when we moved to the United States, rhythmic gymnastics isn't as popular here. You guys are more um, focused on the sports gymnastics. So we couldn't really find a place for me to go. But at our high school, we had a drill team and I walked in and I kind of missed the auditions for the drill team because I was supposed to be going to a different high school. So on the day we registered for classes, I got there and they told me that if I wanted to, I could go ask the drill team director if I could be on a team. So I walked over there with my mom and this is actually pretty funny. She looked at me and she's like, can you do the splits? And I did all three splits without getting up. And she said, you're on a team. And that's how I started dancing. So that's the beginning of my dance journey. I love it. I love it. That's so funny. The bar is low on that one. Just split. Yeah. <laughs> can you do the splits? Yes. Yes. I can do the splits. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So talk about going from professional dancing. Cause I know you danced on professional dance company before this and then switching to DCC. I'm sure that was kind of a jarring change from like, I'm sure it was like a modern or contemporary. contemporary yeah. 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 To very much not that. <laughs> yes. It, it was definitely a shock. I've, never done a pro like college team palm i've i've done palmer teams in high school but those are kind of different you know that's not the same so adjusting to that type of style was challenging because in contemporary and in classical dance he it, it's a very different use of muscles and muscle memory especially how you angle your body and going into the prep classes for DCC, I had to essentially like rewire where my instinct was to put my body and differentiate the two styles. And that took me a little bit together. So it was kind of a shock. And also the purpose of the organization is very different. You know, at, at a professional contemporary company, you're it's more focused on the dance aspect of things and the concert dance and performance. And for DCC, there are so many different avenues as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. You're not just a dancer. You know, you're a spokesperson for the Dallas Cowboys. You are a member of the community and you have to excel at all of those different parts of the organization. So it's, it's not just about dance. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was talking to one of your other teammates. Her name's Taylor. I'm sure you know her. Um, and we were talking about I do pageants and I was like, I honestly, I feel like DCC and being a title holder with pageantry is very similar because you are like, it's not just dance, it's, you know, community outreach and service projects and, you know, these appearances that you're doing and you really do, you have to be able to, you know, interview well and, um, be able to communicate and, you know, talk to people of um, a wide variety of ages and backgrounds and all the things. So I love that. Um, Okay. So when you were training to become a DCC, talk a little bit about your day-to-day, like what did that look like? What did an average week look like for you? So for DCC, I started doing some strength training because in, in contemporary dance, you are strong, but it's a different kind of strength. And especially for palm routines, you know, you need to be sharp with your arms and I was trying to think back to my drill team days when we did like military or palm routines. So um, I started doing more strength training, especially for my upper body so that I could be sharper with my movement. And then I went and took a lot of prep classes from Jennifer. She is amazing. I feel like her critique and feedback of what I was doing really helped me adapt the new style. I think without her kind of nitpicking how I was positioning my body or the style that I was using, um, I wouldn't probably have made the team. (laughs) So for her, I think her classes were extremely helpful. Someone that's coming from completely different background of dance. Um, If you've done palm and, you know, college cheer and those kind of teams, I feel like you have a a bit of a, a better head start there on the style. But yeah, so I would go to those prep classes and I would start studying. I'm I'm foreign. We don't have American football in Ukraine. So I didn't grow up watching football. And I only learned some parts of like the basics of the game when I was in drill team and I had to understand, you know, what was happening so I could call tags and stand routines. But in college, my now husband, he actually really got me into football. His family, they're huge AM fans. You know, I'm also an Aggie. So he really got me into Aggie football. And that's when I began to really love the sport. So I, I needed to learn more about NFL because now I was familiar with college football. So now I needed to learn NFL. Um, and that was kind of a from scratch process. I'm not going to lie. So I would study. I had this like 70 page document I would read and really trying to absorb all the information I needed. And, you know, at the end of the day, I know I'm not going to know everything. So if they, if they would have asked me something, I would have been very honest. Like, you know, I'm not as familiar with that, but I'm more than eager to learn, you know, and that's, I think is very important is wanting to learn. Um, But yeah, so I would do all those things, trying out for the team is just getting yourself mentally ready, physically ready and dance ready. Yeah. I love that. If it makes you feel any better, I, I I was born in the United States and I do not even understand a lick of football. So I'm just (laughs) surprised that you were able to learn because I feel like I've like tried to, you know, when I have friends that enjoy it, be like, okay, can you explain to me why that, why that just happened? And even then I'm like, I no idea. Not a clue. Oh, for sure. I'm, I ask questions all the time. I'll lean over and I'm like, what was the call? Yeah. But why? I've been like, (laughs) What did they just say? <laughs> why, why did they do that? 
Um, one call that really still confuses me, and actually we all kind of laugh about it on the sidelines during the games, is uh, pass interference. We're always like, wasn't that pass interference? No? Okay. <laughs> and then when it happened, we're like, oh, all right, yeah, I see that. Got it, got it. <laughs> um, that one call still kind of confuses a lot of us because we can't really see it from where we're at, um, but we make a joke out of it, so it's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so you talked a little bit about before you made DCC, but in the training camp process, talk a little bit about what that looked like. Yeah, so I think, and I'm going to premise with this because I think it will be very different for um, other people, but I ended up getting into a an accident right as I made the second round auditions. I was um, burned in a fire pit explosion and had to be taken to the ER to the burn unit where I stayed for a week, I believe in, in Dallas overnighted. Um, it was a freak accident. I honestly, none of us don't know what happened. It was my sister's graduation and we were making s'mores as a family. And I was actually sitting like six feet away or something like that from the fire pit. I was the only person not next to it. I was <laughs> reading brain teaser cards <laughs> because we were about to play a game and a log shifted and we poured fire fluid in the like fire starter fluid, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, into the fire before we started making s'mores. And I think it like created a, a bucket or um, a pool of it. This is our assumption. We honestly have no idea what happened. It happened so quickly and they were just making s'mores and we heard a log shift and out of nowhere comes out this like ball of fire and flies across and splashes all over me. And uh, if you know anything about starter fluid for fires, it's extremely flammable and it burns until it is out. So it burned through my body and it landed on my face, neck, hands, legs. I was wearing a sweatshirt, so it, it didn't land on my chest, but everywhere else. And I um, ended up being in the hospital with uh, very se severe burns. And I didn't know what I would do because I just found out that I made the second round auditions and actually two hours before that happened. And I, I'm not the youngest person on the team. I'm actually the oldest. So it, I don't know how I was going to be able to come back next year. It's, this was really kind of a one and done because I am, I was turning 30. So, um, my husband, he really stood up for me in that moment. And he reached out to everyone he knew that was associated with DCC and try to get them to work with me and see if I could postpone um, an audition or if I could do it when I'm better. And they ended up using, it was honestly like a, a village <laughs> effort, but Jennifer and um, my Companies uh, director Stevo McMarion, he, um, and a lot of my other dance teachers and everyone who who knew me ended up compiling all of these videos of me dancing, so they could send it to the judges and show them like here's different styles, here's her kicking, like here's her doing all these things, and they ended up using a combination of a lot of my history of dance in video to let me kind of hold on and 
go into the finals so that I could then repeat all of those things that I missed and they could see it at finals. Um, so I didn't miss out on anything. They just kind of postponed the date of when I needed to show it to them, which was extremely understanding of them. And I'm just so thankful because that just made a huge difference. Um, I was out for three weeks. I, I couldn't move for three weeks because my, if you can imagine, um, all your skin on your legs gone, like on the front of your legs, I couldn't bend my legs. I couldn't walk. Um, and I had to do rehab for two weeks to just start walking. So <laughs> it was, um, it was quite an effort. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to kind of sugarcoat it. It was, it was very hard. I would also refuse to look at any like mirrors or reflections because I didn't want to see what was happening because I know I was missing like a lot of, I, I missed all my eyebrows, my eyelashes were gone. I, a lot of my hair was gone. Um, my skin on my face, my neck was completely raw, like gone. Um, so I didn't want to focus on that. I just wanted to focus on my recovery and I didn't want that to impact my mental positivity, <laughs> I think is the best way to put it. So I, um, through that recovery process, I started dancing. I think it was the week before finals. And there are a lot of routines that they send you to learn that you have to know before you show up for finals. And I ended up having to just squish that all in four days and come up with a solo. And still keep in mind, I had open wounds all over my body. So I was doing that with <laughs> my legs completely just wrapped up uh, with open wounds. So it's it was an effort. It was quite an effort. But I got to finals and I had such a positive mentality to be there because to be completely honest, I, when I was in a hospital, the way that they were talking to me based on my injuries, they said that they, they weren't sure if I was going to be able to dance again. So it was a miracle. And I consider that to be honestly a miracle. And I'm extremely grateful for, for everyone that helped me recover because I can continue doing what I love. And so that was my process of getting into training camp. So I, th I think it's a bit different for everybody. Yeah. Um, um, but that was my experience. And I just, I still think back on those days. And honestly, when I think something is really hard, I think back to a lot of my past and I look that I made, made it through so many difficult things that whatever I'm encountering right now is probably not as, um, not as intense. So, but going through training camp, I was still with open wounds and my, my legs and my hands. So it was, I was trying my best to do everything, right. but I, I physically couldn't, um, replicate what, where I was mm -hmm. right before the accident. So it took some time. And they, they were very understanding of watching that progress because they could tell that I'm progressing. I think if they, we had a lot of conversations and, you know, they, they told me if, if they saw that there's no progress, that would be concerning, but they did see me get stronger. Um, my kicks never were affected because the legs are straight going up. So I could kick, do, do splits, all that stuff. Um, it, it was more of the power. Mm -hmm. I 
just lost a lot of muscle and energy going through that recovery. And I needed time to build all of that back up. So my training camp process, I, I was really kind of in my head and it, it was a lot of mental gymnastics. I think that goes for everybody actually, because in going in as a rookie in training camp, you are unsure. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's the norm. You don't know any dances really. And here, you know, on our first day we show up and they teach us the entire Thunderstruck, Uh the entire dance, you know, and, and in one evening and then the next day you had to know it and Purdue perfectly, you know, it, it was quite intense. That is a very long dance. And that is the staple of DCC, I would say is Thunderstruck. And, um, that is, that was a, that was a challenge, but they, they put those kind of challenges on you to see who is going to make it through. And it's not just the physical, right? There is a, an endurance demand there, but it, it is very mental. It is very mental because once you get in there, you start second guessing, you start looking around, you're like, oh my God, am I good enough? What am I doing for me? It was like, wow, I'm so old. Am I even <laughs> like, I'm looking at this, you know, Sophie and I auditioned, we're both, uh, we're rookies together and we always laugh and she's such a sweetheart, but we always laugh about it because she's the youngest on the team and I'm the oldest and we're right next to each other because she's an S and I'm a Z. And we always cracked up laughing about that because it's just, it's the demand of the physical and the mental is just so different. And we, um, we try to balance that out, but you do start looking around, you know, you start second guessing yourself about not just your dance ability, but your worth. And I think that's where the mental game gets so difficult and negative Mm -hmm. because once you start second guessing your worth just for this team, you start second guessing your worth as a person. And it starts impacting a lot of people. And that's why that mental demand is so important, um, especially in training camp. But if you stay strong, that meant like that mental positivity is, is the key. And, you know, it took me my first season of DCC to really learn that because there are so many things that happen in the organization that you just cannot predict and you cannot really take that personally. So that mental positivity and seeing, trying to see the the good of all situations is, is going to be the key of getting through training camp and having a great experience, um, and DCC. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, what a great platform too, for you to be able to, you know, share about your experience with, you know, severe burns and coming back from that. I'm sure that's like literally prime for, you know, I'm, I know you guys do a lot of hospital appearances, so what a great, you know, representative for DCC that you are to be able to go in and be like, Hey, I, I've been there. I, I know, I know what you're going through. And, um, you know, I was able to persevere through it. And, you know, obviously that won't be the reality for some people, but I mean, just having you as, you know, somebody to look up to, I think is, is awesome. So thank you for sharing that. That's so sweet of you. Um, okay. So you were talking about mental aspect. So what is the most difficult part overall of being an NFL cheerleader? Ooh, overall, I would say balance. And that's just coming from my experience because I I do have a full-time job and I'm trying to start a a business, uh, my baking business off the ground as well. And DCC takes a lot of time and I'm married and 
Um, I have my family situation right now in Ukraine. So I'm trying to help as much as I can to my mom here and then there. And I'm, you're being pulled a thousand different directions. And I think we cannot really drill on that enough. The demand from all sides of your life becomes overwhelming. And most of us on DCC, you know, we make DCC because we're perfectionists and we are so hard on ourselves. And that's where that overwhelming sense of like being pulled apart to all these different directions that you you care so much about. That's when you start feeling it on yourself. You're like, wow, I'm, I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good uh, friend. I have so many great friends that I would love to be there for, but then I can't because I have to be at other places. And you start feeling like, well, well I'm not good enough friend to these people. And oh, I'm not able to dedicate everything to my baking business and really give it everything that I want. Or sometimes you show up to, you know, you practice and you're just exhausted and it's balancing all of that. And there are days where you have to pick and choose the priority and it's, it's okay. It's okay that you're not a hundred percent towards something that day. And you have to give yourself grace because that's something that I really struggle with because I personally, my friends and my, my family mean the world to me. And if I'm not able to be there for them or be there to support them and um, make sure that they feel loved and cared for, I start feeling really bad because I love them so much. Uh, so it, it that's, that's the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Absolutely. Um, final question. If you could give one piece of advice to somebody trying out for DCC, what would it be? One piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think just overall with my experience of DCC, I would say, just be yourself. It is hard to stay true to yourself once you get into the organization because you find yourself wanting to please so many different people. You want to please the coaches, you know, Kelly, Judy, directors of DCC, the staff, the people who are constantly, you know, judging you while you're in training camp, or even if you are already in the organization, you know, they're still watching. It's, it's hard not to feel pressured to be something that you're potentially not and you got to remember that they put you in this organization or they moved you through to training camp or into this on, onto the steam because of who you are because of what they saw in you and you should stay true to yourself because diversity and, and personalities that's what makes us so unique and so interesting and you're not supposed to be this like sugar-coated person that doesn't exist right so I think not bending down to the pressures of you know social media other people on a team and trying to compare yourself to them like just be yourself because I feel like all of us really appreciate what each one of us brings to the team and who we are and I feel like you will be much happier going through the organization and through the entire process if you really stay true to who you are. I love that. That's some really good wisdom. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jenya, for coming on and chit-chatting with me. You don't know me from Adam, so I so appreciate you. You're <laughs> so nice. Um, I've learned so much about DCC and 
you as a person and your story, which is so inspiring. So I just appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Of course, of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all. Bye.